It's so great to see you this morning, church family. Thank you so much for braving the blizzard. I honestly, I was a little bit worried that there wasn't going to be anybody show up because it's like, oh, it's family service. Got to get, got to get the kids up. Got to give them snow boots. Got to get them out of the car. But thank you so much for being here today and for making this a priority. We are, we are so glad to have you here. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed just just a little taste today of some of the awesome awesome work that we get to do with your kiddos uh, back in the back and on Wednesday nights and on, on Thursday nights. Uh, I mean, in fact, I'd, I'd kind of love it if we did, I'd, I'd like to see Nate or Greg reach their hand in a pumpkin on a Sunday morning during a sermon, right? Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, totally. Maybe maybe next week. We'll see. We'll see. But, um, you know, definitely uh, definitely wanted to give you just just a glimpse of, of, of how we teach kids and some of, the, some of the methods and some of the reasons for why we teach kids the way we do. Uh, it is so important for you to see that you, that you have a tremendous opportunity here also to serve those kiddos as well, to help shape and guide the next generation towards faith in Christ. When we teach kids, we use language that's, that's on their level, right? We don't use big words like, like I might use. We use, we use little words. And, and just like Katie kind of got, in, got into a little bit, you'll, you'll learn how, how well you know the, script, the scriptures when a kid asks you to explain God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and your eyes kind of go blank for a second, right? You'll know if you really know that when you can explain it to a kid. And so uh, when, we, when we worship with kids, right, we use our whole bodies. I, I love seeing so many of you doing the motions earlier because we want, we want our kids to see that, that the songs we sing are not just an expression of our voices, but they're an expression of, of our lives. So we use our whole body for that, uh, not just because it's fun, but it provides them with, with a distinct and clear picture that uh, the Word of God goes to the middle of our entire lives. I almost said permeate, which is a really big adult word, but none of the kids would have got that. It goes to the middle of our hearts. Uh, we, want, we want them to know that their entire lives are connected to him, not just on Sunday mornings, not just in the back or on Wednesday nights uh, or when we, when we sing certain songs or, or do certain stories, but every day we want them to know that God is a part of their lives. And so, in a variety of different ways, we constantly want to connect our kids uh, with these familiar words from the Old Testament. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. This is a familiar passage to to many of us uh, that you've probably heard before. But we're going to dive into that a little bit today and see kind of what comes after that familiar passage. Uh, Before we get started, kids, did you get your bags? Everybody got their stuff? Again, if you need some more, there's, there's some in the back. I need you to pull out this blue sheet of paper right here. Can you do that for me? Everybody hold it up. Make sure, make sure you got it. Okay, so when I'm talking today, there, there are going to be some times where I'm going to ask some questions. And kiddos, it's okay to answer out loud. In fact, I want to hear you. So if I go like this, what does that mean? Oh, that means I want to hear you, right? So be loud. Can you do it? Oh, wait a minute. I don't know if that was loud enough. Can you do it? Awesome, awesome. And then also, I have a little sermon scorecard for you here. Can you pull that out and look at that? So it's got some words and some pictures on it for some of the things we're going to talk about today. So like if I were to say the word heart up here, like we just talked about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, I want you to put a little mark on that sheet, okay? Can you do that for me? And if I were to say the word chicken, do you see that on your sheet? I'm not going to talk about chicken, but you should have two marks on your card now because I just said it twice. All right? You got, you got four? Maybe you're hungry. Maybe you're going for some comet chicken later. Oh, there's three. 
Okay, all right. Everybody, everybody got the game plan? All right, cool. Thank you so much, kids, for your help. Um, all right, so parents and kiddos, if you will open your Bibles and turn to Deuteronomy 6. Uh, Deuteronomy is uh, the fifth book of the Old Testament, right? It's kind of a retelling of the, of the law and a lot of the things that the Israelites went through. Um, and it's, uh, Mos- it's a collection of Moses' kind of final sermons before, before he passes away. And he wants to encourage the people, uh, the people of Israel uh, towards faith and obedience in God to not make the mistakes that their, that their forefathers made, but to put their trust in God and keep their covenant with him. Uh, kids, who knows what the word covenant means? That's a, that's a big adult word, right? What does covenant mean? Anyone? Oh. That's right. I heard promise across the room. That is a great job, kids. Covenant is just a big word for promise. And when God gave his law to the people, that was part of his covenant with them, that if they would keep the law, he would, he would bless them. And so uh, what we, where, where we're picking up today in Deuteronomy chapter 6, Moses has just gotten the Ten Commandments. He's brought them down. He's presented them to the people. And he's going to kind of summarize it by starting out with this, with this verse that's, that's known as the Shema. So let's pick up in verse, in verse 4 here of Deuteronomy 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might or strength, depending on what translation you have. This is the starting point. This is the summation of all of the commands of the Lord, what what Moses wants the Israelites to continually draw their focus towards, loving the Lord their God with everything they are. Now, uh, in my, my family, right, we're, we're here family, so you're going to hear a little bit of my, about my family today. My, my grandmother was an English teacher, and so we kind of grew up with all that. We were from Texas, so we said y'all a lot, and she didn't really like that. Uh, she, was, she was from up north, so she tried to make us not do that. But one of the ways, as she, as she was trained and she trained others to tell stories and understand stories and unpack them, is uh, she was trained to know like, how, to, how to understand the setting of a story, so I thought since a lot of you kiddos are in school, we would kind of do some of that here today, right? We would, we would start to unpack uh, this scripture through the setting, through a couple of, of key questions. And so we'll, we'll kind of go to those next. Uh, when you're looking at a story and you want to know what's going on, you ask a lot of these questions. You ask the what, how, who, why, where, and when, right? So as we're unpacking things today, I want you to be thinking about these questions in the back of your mind. And I'll, I'll provide a reminder for you, but you can, you can kind of follow along with that. So, in the first verse we read, we said, uh, God said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your strength. So, he said the what he wants you to do, right? And he also said the who, right? He's talking to the Israelites, so it's kind of, it's kind of an implied who, right? So, now we know the what and the who, but now uh, Moses continues on with, with some of the how. So, let's look at verse, verses 6 and 7. And these words that I command to you today shall be on your hearts. Okay, I didn't let us get very far. We're going to stop and we're going to talk about that. Uh, God wanted his law and his, his word to be on our hearts. Not necessarily just rules that we followed, checked off a box, right? He wanted them to sink deeply, to, to, uh, to be inside of us, just like, just like uh, Katie talked about, a, a light inside of us, uh, like a jack-o'-lantern. Uh, he didn't want it to just be rules we followed just because, 
behavior modification, if you've heard that term before. Uh, he wanted it to uh, be an outflow of a love for him. So uh, let, let's keep going. Uh, these words that I command you today shall be on your hearts, and you shall teach them diligently to your children. Okay, so here in just this first couple of verses, we see that God has a clear design and plan for your family. Not only for your family, but for our church family as well, right? Even if you're here and you don't have kiddos, and you're like, oh gosh, this is a family service. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, you're part of a church family here, and we want, you, we want you to know that. So God has specifically set you parents up uh, to be leaders in your household for your kids, to diligently teach his commands to them. Not in a, okay, I'm going to set a good example and hope my kids follow along. Not in a, well, I bring them to church, and so they'll get taught there. Uh, no, this is active. This is diligent. This is intentional uh, shepherding and discipling of your kids. Uh, and that's such, that's such an awesome responsibility. I'll be honest, it scares me a little bit, right? Because how many of us feel prepared as parents to take care of our kids well and know exactly what to do at all times? No, I didn't see any hands up. Great, awesome. Uh, you're like me. So uh, we've been given the primary responsibility to disciple our kids, to pass on our faith, to bring them up in the ways of the Lord. And that is such, that is such a cool opportunity that we have. And one of our main purposes as parents. Uh, let's continue on because now we've covered the what, the commands of God's word, the who and the how to keep God's word deep in our hearts and to pass it on to our, to our kiddos. And now we'll get to the where and the when. Uh, so let's keep going. And these words I command to you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. God commands us here to take every opportunity we have uh, to be pouring into our kids the word of the Lord. When you're, when you're inside your house and when you're outside of your house, Right? How many of you have a long drive to school with your kiddos, right? Use that time to talk to them about the ways of the Lord or about what, what's going on with them, how, what, what God is teaching them. Uh, you know, I know, I know that uh, here at Redemption, we use the phrase a lot, wherever you live, work, shop, eat, or play. Yeah, can't forget the play. That's really important. But this is, this is like the original, right? We didn't rip that off from anywhere, but like this is the original, wherever you live, workshop, eat, or play. God wants us to be talking to our kids, to be instructing them in the ways of the Lord whenever we go, wherever we go. Uh, okay, let's keep, let's keep going because I want to make sure that we get out of here for clue because there could be some craziness happening with that later. All right, verses 8 and 9. Uh, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. God's commands. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This basically just means that God's word is to be front and center in our lives. We know that the Pharisees, they kind of took this a little literally, and they're like, I'm going to wear a box on my forehead with God's word because it says it right there. That's not exactly what Moses was talking about, but he wants it to be front and center, to put it on your doorposts, on your gates, wherever you go. Now, we had a little joke about this over the week, and I, I told Katie that, hey, this is, this is not our biblical justification for going to Hobby Lobby on Monday, 
all right? Now, let's be honest. We probably will go to Hobby Lobby on Monday if I, if I right? Right? If the snow clears off. Uh, but, but the point is that everywhere we go, everywhere you look, you constantly want to have God's word in front of you. All right, now we're going we're gonna to wrap up our, our verse here today. Let's go back and, and think about our questions. We've talked about there's one more we're missing. We've said what, how, who, where, when, and what are we missing, kids? Why? That's right. That's right. We ask that question a lot here. I think it's a good one. Uh, so let's, let's keep going in verse 10. And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give to you, with great and good cities that you did not build, and houses full of all good things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig. Kids, are you, are you sensing a theme here? Did the Israelites do any of that, or did God give it to them? That's right, God gave it to them. And vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. And when you eat and are full, and we all like to eat and be full, right? Take care, lest you forget the Lord. Church family, why is it, why is it so important that, that we're the ones to teach these things to our kids? To pass on the faith that God has entrusted to us? To diligently walk with them in faith day in and day out? Because we're all prone to forget, right? We're all susceptible to distraction. I mean, goodness, anyone with any kiddos in the house knows that there are plenty of distractions, right? Kids being sick, being crazy, goofy, whatever. Uh, we all fall away and lose focus at times. God knows this. He's not surprised by it. He's not shocked by it. He, he knows how crazy our lives can get. Uh, even the Israelites who saw God visibly move in mighty ways. I don't know if you've ever thought about what it would be like to, to literally see the Red Sea part in front of you. Or, or maybe even Boyd Lake or Lake Loveland. That would be, that would be big enough for me, right? Uh, the Israelites still forgot what God did, and they turned away. And I'd like to think that I'm different, I'd like to think that if I saw those things, oh, man, I would never forget. Uh, but the truth is, I do all the time. We do all the time. We forget. We're no different. So why does God command us in this way? So that we remember. We remember his goodness. We remember his faithfulness. We talked about that earlier. And when we remember, our kids will remember. And their kids will remember. And we can pass on a legacy of faith so that, so that they won't turn away. Whew. Sorry, I choked up a little bit there. Uh, that was a lot. So we kind of unpacked a little bit of, of what we see here in Deuteronomy as God's design for our families, how he wants us to pour in and to disciple our kids. And for many of you here today, I know that I've, I've been here before, uh, that feels heavy. That feels like, oh. That's just one more thing that I'm not, I'm not doing right or that I have to add to my calendar that includes feeding them and getting them to bed, right? That seems hard enough at times. Uh, many of you may have felt a sense of, of fear or, or guilt or shame, and that's just the enemy. He wants you to get distracted from that, but, but, but we've, all, we've all been there, and we've, we've all been afraid to mess up. Even 
you know, on the slide here, even the term family discipleship can just sound daunting and heavy and like outside of who we are. But, but that's what God calls us to. Even if you're in that place where you say, Ryan, I am just trying to get my kiddos to sleep more than two hours a night so I can get up and go to work in the morning, right? We're still there. We still have this call and responsibility to pour into our kids, to teach them about the Lord, to teach them about his goodness. And so, like I said, I've, I've been there. Uh, and I don't, up in front of you today, I don't want you to hear me say that I've got it all pulled together, that we have our family figured out. Because we're learning along the way, too. We mess up along the way as well. Uh, in fact, just for me personally, is kind of preparing to share with you guys today. Uh, there were some things that God revealed to me that, that, that I could improve on, that I, that I could be working in. Um, back, back in verse 7 where it talks about, teaching your kids diligently. That word diligent just really like struck a chord and convicted me because uh, with our kids and kind of where they are uh, and their ages and things like that, I've been really trying to take every opportunity, you know, even just in casual conversation, like I said, the, the ride to school or anything and, and turn it towards a conversation that honors and, and glorifies God. Uh, but what I haven't been doing is some of the well, let's, let's plan out a little bit about what this next season is going to look like for us. Let's, let's pour into prayer in the next three months. Let's pour into who Jesus is over the next three months. And so I, I recognize that, that I wasn't and am not living out diligently teaching my kids. And, and that's not who I want to be. I confess that to you today. Uh, and um, that's not measuring up to God's standard that he has for me. And so... Um, I need his help, and I'm glad to have my church family here as well, because I know I'll have your help and support and the support of our kids' ministry as well through that. So please hear me when I say that the point of today is not to add another thing to your list, to not tell you you're doing something wrong. Uh, just like Moses was highlighting in the book of Deuteronomy, kind of all of the importance, he was, he was giving a summary of everything that God had, had given him. Our goal today is, is simply to highlight God's design for your family and encourage you into that. And also to remind you that you're not alone. I mean, look around, right? I, I love that when we were planning for this, we were like, yeah, tw I think 20 tables should be all right. And we packed this place out. First service was just as packed. I love it. You have a church family around you that loves you and is here for you. Uh, and and that, that's part of how we see uh, some of our age-specific ministries fleshing out here at Redemption, whether it's toddlers or kids or students on Wednesdays or Awanas on Thursdays. Uh, we, we see our role here at Redemption is to come alongside the things that you're doing at home. We're not, we're not there to be, to be the only thing, but we're there to, to supplement what's happening. Um, and we're so thankful to those that, that are, are diligent and faithful to, to teach your kiddos through our, through our ministries. Uh, so let's put all this back in perspective with where, with where we started today. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Church family, how, how are you doing there? Are you loving the Lord with all your heart, your soul, and your might? How are you doing that? How are your kids seeing that? They certainly won't be able to understand it fully until they see you doing it yourself. For you to be able to say, 
follow me as I follow Jesus and stumble along the way, but it's good for them to see that too. For them to see you model confession and grace and forgiveness, forgiveness that we get from Jesus and turn around and give that to them. That is so powerful. That is such a wonderful gift that you can give to them. You can't fill yourself from an empty cup, and you can't teach what you aren't doing yourselves. So press into God's word for yourself, too. Hide it in your heart. Let it be an outflow of your love for him. As we wrap up here today, and I've probably gone over a little bit, and maybe some murder mystery clue stuff is going to start happening soon. That's okay. Uh, let me close out with a few encouragements, uh, a few things to take home with you today, uh, besides these pumpkins that I hope you'll all take home. Uh, this one was kind of encouraging for me, uh, because sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough, not, sometimes I feel like I'm failing. Uh, God calls us to step into obedience, teaching our kids uh, but you can't change your kid's heart, <laughs> but Jesus can, right? Uh, this is such an encouragement to me because it's not up to my efforts. It's, uh, it's up to the Spirit. Uh, I need to step in and be a part of that, but I also need to have a prayerful dependence uh, on my Heavenly Father so that He can show me where my kids need to go. And then uh, next, uh, we just finished, we just finished a, a sermon series in 2 Timothy uh, where we talked about investing in ourselves uh, to invest in others. Uh, church family, you have a tremendous opportunity here. You've, you've probably heard a little bit of a language shift lately as we've started to talk about intentional discipling, more one-on-one -on -one type of things. And these kids are, are a great place for that to start. If you, if you want to know how to disciple someone, start with your kids. Start with these kids in the back, right? We would love to have you join us uh, to teach them, to understand yourself how to disciple others as well. It's, it's a great opportunity. Uh, like Nate said earlier, uh, this isn't just babysitting. This isn't just giving you a break or letting you go on a date night or anything like that. There is real gospel and kingdom transformation taking place in these little hearts and minds. One generation at a time. And it's so cool to be a part of that. And then lastly, my, my final encouragement to you is start today. Uh, one, one of the books that I read kind of in, in preparation for this, it had a, had a cool quote, is that it's never too early to start discipling your kids, and it's never too late. So no matter how old your kids are, if they're babies, sing to them. Let them hear the name of Jesus over and over. If they're older and grown out of the house, Press in with them in that, see how they're doing, check on them. Uh, but start today. It doesn't have to be big, complex, complicated. It just, need, it just requires you to show up. Uh, and so today, we're going we're gonna to actually practice that together. Since we're all kind of sitting around tables, family style, right? Uh, we're going to practice just sharing some stories of our faith, passing that on remembering the Lord's goodness. Uh, so in a moment, uh, when, when I guess the slide comes up in a second, we will, we will break and kind of turn towards our tables. And I want you to do, I want you to do this, just again, just to practice this. Uh, I want you to share a way with your table 
that God has personally been faithful to you. I don't want the, yes, we know Jesus died on the cross for us. We know he's here to clean our yucky hearts from sin. But I want you to share a way that God has shown up for you. That could look like sharing how you came to be a believer. It could look like, man, I really love this verse and it's really been speaking to me lately. It could look like, oh my goodness, God miraculously healed me or provided for me in this way. And that's something I can continually go back to and remember. Um, after I pray here in a moment, I just want you guys to huddle up as a table and, and talk about that and remember the ways that God has been faithful. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you and we are so thankful for your goodness, your mercy. Uh, God, help us remember. We know we're prone to forget. Uh, we know that you do so much for us that we don't even see. Uh, so as we share with one another, God, just bring those stories to mind of your faithfulness and help us to remember uh, how good you are. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.